Welcome to the FFGF Podcast. We are a church located in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Our mission is to know God and to make Him known. We pray this message blesses you today. If you'd like more information about our ministry or how to partner with us, visit us at fredfulgospel.com. Thanks for listening. Well, it's a joy to see everyone again, to see Pastor Mike and Sister Donna, old old friends. Um, I get a little nervous when I come here to minister, and particularly because I know your pastor is such a great preacher. I sat under his ministry at different times for the uh, ministers get together, and I've always been impressed with his his anointing and the blessing and the power of God on his life. Uh, but I'm thankful that I'm 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 getting older now, and so I not that much is expected of me anymore. <laughs> you know, and so I, I was seeking the Lord, asking God. You know, I used to love to preach about all kinds of stuff. Um, you know. And, and the Lord said, let's leave that to the pastor. You just go and encourage the people. And so I, the Lord has been laying on my heart different messages on basically remembrance, remembering the foundations that are so important in our lives. We're living in a day when people are moving away from the foundation stones that have made uh, the Christian faith what it is. People don't want to hear about sin anymore lest someone would be offended who's living in it. People don't want to hear about hell. Uh, uh, Just in case someone might say, wait a minute, my my life isn't what it ought to be. I better get out of this and straighten myself out of here and come to know Jesus Christ. People would rather not talk about the teachings of the word of God and make them plain because they're old-fashioned. They're old-fashioned. You know, it was interesting. Some, a few weeks ago, I, uh, I I got an iPhone 11. I don't know what that means, but when I told my grandkids, it said, oh, Opa, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I was on that machine a little bit, you know, and, and, and they give you free stuff on that, you know, and before you know it, I, I had downloaded these little games, you know, especially, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, the Star Wars games and, and War, Second World War games, I was a fighter pilot, and I was just shooting down stuff all over the place, and before you knew it, I was spending quite a bit of time on it. And the Lord spoke to me. God, God said, wait a minute, you're spending more time on that cotton picking machine than you're spending with me. Can I get an amen? amen. You know, and I didn't realize it, but little by little, those things creep into your life and they will rob you of your time. And so I took and I, I, I knocked them all off my phone except for, for Sudoku. That, that's for my, I don't want to lose that. I got to keep my mind as sharp as I can. But you know, there is that tendency to leave and to forget the things that were so very important to us uh, at one time. And you know, I want to remind you that the grass may wither and the flower may fade, but the word of the Lord will endure forever. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord will endure forever. You know, when, 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 and, and I've heard it before, you know, you know, Pastor, be careful with people today. Don't preach about heaven and uh, hell and sin and so forth because they're going to say that's scare tactics. That's scare tactics. Well, you know, the Bible is a scary book. Can you say amen? amen. You know, I, I was reading not so very long ago, and I came across a, a, an interesting verse of Scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says, we persuade men knowing the terror of God. 
And I, that stopped me from, I said, the God that I know is a loving God, he's a merciful God, he's a gracious God. But when you begin to read the word of God, there's another side of God. One day we will all stand before him and give an account for our lives. And, you know, there's going to be no second chance, no do-overs, no, no timeouts. It's going to be that particular moment that we'll stand before. And, you know, that put a fear, a fear in my heart. Lord, I want to be ready. I want to be able to stand before you and hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's what we're looking for more than anything else in this world, more than the accolades of men, more, more than wealth, more than fame, is to know that we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and we see him face to face. He'll look down upon us and he'll smile at us and say, hey, you did a good job. Old Fogel, you did a good job. That's what I want. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Hallelujah. And you know, we should never be intimidated by what we hear and what we see in this world. And to the place where we will not share that there is a heaven to go through and a hell to shun. And that those people that are in this world who are lost, who are undone, who are bound for an everlasting hell, that there is a way of escape. You and I have found it. Can you say amen? amen. Jesus Christ came and, and he got a hold of us and he changed us and, and he's worked within us and, he, and he's, he's moving within us. And we say, listen, what he's done for me, what he's done for you, he'll do for every single person outside this church, in this community, in the, in, in the state of Virginia and these United States. There is hope in Jesus Christ. Come on, give the Lord praise this morning. Hallelujah. God provides a way of escape. You know, I, I am amazed when, when I sit down and talk with people. Have you noticed how much garbage, and the, I shouldn't say garbage, it is garbage, how much baggage people got in their lives? I mean, it is amazing. You know, I was talking with my wife and I, we, we're coming we're back home, coming home from Florida, so my wife's stuck with me and I have to talk to her whether I like it or not. You know, man, we like to sit and have my... <laughs> but we got talking and we said, you know, we, we know this one, we know this one. You, you know, this one is, uh, you know, people today are on medication over and over and over again. And I said, you know, when, when I, we didn't have that years ago. What, what is it? As, as the world got, you know, I, I, I can't give you an answer where it comes from. But people have so many things that are depressing them, that are stealing their joy. Stealing their peace, stealing the excitement of life. You know, I walk around and I try to count how many people with a smile on their face. Most people look like they've been pickled in pickle juice. You know, when, when you see them, you know, they're, you know, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's what it means being a Christian, is to be filled with Jesus Christ, to be filled with the Holy Ghost, to walk in his victory and his glory from day to day, knowing that he's right there, he's with us. Hallelujah, that verse of scripture has been made so precious to me that I am of God in Christ. I didn't put myself in Jesus. You didn't put yourself in Jesus. But God saw fit and he, he selected you and he, he chose you and he put you into Jesus Christ. 
Uh, that is my rightful place. That's the place God has given me in Christ. Now, what does that mean? That I'm abiding in the vine. I'm abiding in the, everything that Jesus is, everything that Jesus has, everything that the Father has given to Jesus comes to me through him, and I have it all. And I'm to utilize that to see victory in my life, to see joy in my life, to see peace in my life, and to see the blessing of God in my life. Come on, give him praise in this house this morning. We forget that. We get so busy living life. Oh, I have problems. Everybody got problems. You know, nobody gets free lunch. That's not, we all have problems. But because we are abiding in the vine, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, and it washes us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness, because of a relationship, knowing that he walks with me and he talks to me, that's just not a cliche. That's reality. To have the spirit of the living God. Now I marvel when I read this scripture and I see how Moses, God spoke to Moses. David goes into the tabernacle and and God meets him there. And and then he speaks to Isaiah. He speaks to this one. He speaks to that one. Listen, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants to talk to you. Can you say amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, God wants to talk to you. God wants to talk to you. He wants you to know him and experience him. And to walk with him. That's what he did when, when he died on the cross. He purchased those foundational, and there's so many more. I don't have time today to go into all of them. But he purchased those foundational uh, uh, stones uh, that, that in, for, our, for our lives that we could stand upon them. And enjoy them. And have them no matter what we're going through. How wonderful it is to know that the Lord Jesus Christ has given to us this great freedom, this great uh, wonderful experience that because of, of, of what he has accomplished, the, the, in the book of Revelation says, he said they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And I, you know, you just, when, when, I, when I think of that, it blows my mind. The blood of the lamb. You know what that blood has done for you? You know, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ Because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you and I are free from our pasts. We're free from the garbage. We're free from from all of of the baggage of the past. I say that to people. And yeah, I'm talking to Christians many times. Listen, God set you free. You're washed in the blood. That was the past. This is today. That was yesterday. This is today. You are under the blood. God doesn't remember it. God doesn't see it. It is gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him praise in his house this morning. You have been set free by the blood of the lamb. And because of the relationship that we have through Jesus Christ and that precious blood, I have a covenant Jesus Christ, we are in covenant with him. We have been placed in the family of God, my father, my elder brother. And because of Jesus, you and I now today can come with boldness. That always scared me a little bit. You know, boldness to enter into the presence of God. You know, I I was years ago in my early days when I worked in the machine shop. They used to pay in cash. And I remember staying in line to get my, get my, my little envelope with my, my $14 in it for 40 hours of work. <laughs> Did you get that? 40 hours a week, $14. <laughs> 
And I remember standing in line, and I don't know who said it, but I, it stayed with me. You know how many years ago that is. He said, when, when a certain guy got up to the paymaster, somebody in the back said, yeah, turn around and, 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 don't, and, and be embarrassed when you, when you reach out and take that check. Yeah. Be embarrassed. You know, some of us might be like that when we stand before God, we're going to be embarrassed. Because we haven't given him our all. It's there. The covenant is there. The way has been made to him. The blessings are there in him. The power to live and to overcome are in him. But we do not use that. We, we lean upon the, 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 the flesh. We lean upon the, 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 the times and, and, and what's out there. Uh, in the, even the religious circles, what's being said. And we fail to come back to the basics. Say, wait a minute. By and through the blood of Jesus Christ, I have access before the Father. I can come and I can cry out the Father. He hears me and he's provided me I'm connected to the vine all that Jesus is flows into me I am to utilize that I am to see to it that it's alive and well in my life that I can go forth from victory to victory from glory to glory not just to get into heaven by the skin of my teeth but to get into heaven hallelujah with victory and knowing that God has used this life for the praise uh, and the furtherance of his kingdom come on give him praise in his house this morning we can come boldly into the throne room of grace and find mercy. Find mercy for our every need. Oh, I'm amazed. I said, oh, God, you're so good. We sang that. He's so, so good. Can I encourage you this morning by the blood of Jesus Christ, when you give your life to him and you receive him as Savior, it entitled you. It entitled you. How many like to, how many like to get entitlements, you know? When we went to the hotel the other day, uh, oh, no, it was not the hotel. It was uh, at the place we stayed before that. I got a telephone call, and they said, uh, Mr. Fogel, uh, we'd like to upgrade you. I said, oh, that sounds good. He said, yes. He said, you know, uh, and I said, well, <laughs> you're talking to a big shot, huh? <laughs> he said, no, 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 it's not, it's not you. <laughs> he said, your neighbor is supposed to move from his, his, his unit to an oceanfront unit, but he wants to stay there. And he was wondering if you'd be willing to take his ocean front for the week. I said, let me pray about it. <laughs> I said, I think we will. <laughs> and, but, you know, listen. You know, with Jesus, we've been upgraded. Hallelujah. We've been upgraded from glory to glory to glory. We walk with the king. We walk with, with, with the one who sustains, who created all and is all in all. It's Jesus. Hallelujah. How we ought to remind ourselves that we are not a defeated people. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. That he paid the price for you and the victory is ours. We have to stand on it. Yes, there is a battle. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's a battle. And as we claim the victory in Jesus Christ, the victory comes because that's who he is and what he is. Come on, give him praise in his house this morning. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead wow. dwells in you. Turn to your neighbor and say, in you. In you, in me. <laughs> Have you ever given some real thought? And when I, th when I think about that, Jesus was a man and always tempted as you and I. He, he, he left his deity and he became a man. He was all man. He was all God, but he was all man. He was human. And when I think we're coming into the Easter season, I think of 
of, of, the, of, of, of the passion of Christ being beaten the way he was. How did he do that? How was he able to live through that type of, of, of pain? The nails, the cross, the crown of thorns, the pier in his side. How did he, how was he able to live through that? And the Lord just spoke to me. He said, wait a minute. He didn't do it on his own. He did it through the Holy Spirit. He did it through the Holy, you know, Jesus didn't resurrect himself out of the grave. It's the Spirit that came. And it's through, through the Holy Spirit. He said, that's what he says. It's the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. There is power in you, power in me to meet our every need, every test, every trial. We forget that. Jesus, we look at you. Oh, Jesus was so wonderful. Yes, but he was a man. And he, and he said, I don't do anything of myself. What I do, I do what the Father tells me to do, and I do it through the Spirit. He was sending you and I a message. Listen, guys, wake up. Wake up. You can do it. We can go forth from glory to glory because the Holy Spirit is resident in you and in me. He takes up, he, he takes up his abode in us, and he lives within you. And that gives you the power to break the chains, to break the past. To break the depression, to break sickness, to break disease, to see our families won and brought into the kingdom of God and the pulling down of strongholds. It's not you and I, but it's Jesus Christ living in us. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise this morning. See, that's the foundations. This is the ABCs of who we are as Christians. It is no longer, Paul, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives within me. Christ lives in you. Oh, how he desires for us to walk with him and to experience him in power and life and demonstration. Because of the blood. Because of the blood. I, I, I sometimes think about it, Where would I be if Jesus hadn't gotten a hold of my life? If I hadn't come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Where, you know, when you think about that, where, where were you before Christ found you? You were in the world. You were on your way to an everlasting hell. You were a nobody. But Jesus found you. Jesus found you. And, and God takes you and places you in Jesus Christ. And you become something Something of value. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A young man was quite handy. I tell my stories. I said, maybe I said this one before you. It's a good story, so you can hear it again. <laughs> a young fella, you know, he was quite handy. And he, he had a job, but he, you know, he a young guy, he wanted to make some extra money. But, so he'd go around to yard sales and flea markets and, and buy stuff, and he, and he could just about fix anything. He could just about fix anything. One day he was riding by, and he, he saw a sign that said yard sale. He pulled in. He was rummaging around the, the yard, and there he found an old Harley-Davidson motorcycle. How many know what a Harley-Davidson is? All right. Old Harley-Davidson, old one. It was banged up. It was, it was dented. It was rusted. It didn't run, and, you know, it, it, it was in bad shape. And he's looking at the thing, and there's an old guy sitting on, on, the, on, the, patch, on, the, on the patio, and he says, uh, what do you want for this thing? He says, $35, you buy it, you keep it. Can't bring it back. And he looked at this, huh? 
maybe, maybe I could get this thing to go. So he, he, he buys the motorcycle. He brings it home, puts it in his garage. A few weeks later, he had some time. He began working on it. He took it apart. He soon found out what was broken, and he, he thought he could fix it. So he get on the phone. He called the Harley Davidson people in town. He said, listen, I got a bike, and I need some parts. And the guy said, well, give me the serial number on the bike. So he had the serial number, and he wrote, wrote, told the guy the serial number. He heard the guy punching it into the computer. And all of a sudden, there was a moment or two of silence. And he said, hello? He said, he said, oh, I'm here. He said, I'm here. Listen, he said, he said listen, listen, do me a favor. Give me your name and address, and, and, and uh, somebody will call you. He said, wait, wait a minute. Uh, it was the bike. He said, no, nothing. The bike wasn't stolen. You're okay. I just need your name and address, and, and somebody will, will call you. So he said, okay. So he hung up. Sure enough, the next day, he got a telephone call. A very authoritative voice came on the phone. This is so-and-so. I'm one of the vice presidents here at Harley-Davidson. I understand you have one of our bikes. He said, yes, I do. Would you do me a favor? Would you go out to the bike and take the seat off? He said, absolutely. He went out and took the seat off, got a screwdriver, took the seat off, came back, and he said, I got the seat. What do you want? He turned it over. He turns it Does it say anything? He said, well, let me see. So he wiped the dirt off the back of the seat. He said, yeah. He says, what does it say? It says, to the king, love Priscilla. He said, sir, I have been authorized to offer you $300,000 for that bike. That bike today sits in Jay Leno's garage. He paid a half a million for it because the bike belonged to the king who is Elvis Presley's first motorcycle. Elvis Presley's first motorcycle. But wait a minute. The bike was still broken. It still had rust. It still was dented. The chrome was faded. Nothing has changed, but because it belonged to the king, it went from $35 to half a million dollars. You belong to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. That gives you reason. That gives you joy. That gives you power. That gives you everything that you need in the world today because you belong to Jesus Christ. Come on, give him praise in his house this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Remember that we belong to the king. The king of kings and the Lord of lords who rules and reigns. And bless God, he's coming back and he's coming back soon. Be ready. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Bow your heads with me. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Listen, the king loves you. The Lord Jesus Christ has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life. He wants to take the baggage he wants to take the garbage from your life and he wants to throw it in a sea that has no bottom. He wants to give you a joy and a peace that you've never experienced before. Nothing that this world can offer. Nothing can be compared to in this world. Knowing that your sins have been forgiven. Knowing that when, when you shut your eyes and they'll open up and you'll see Jesus who loves you with an everlasting love. And he's here this morning. He's here this morning. You're not here by accident or by chance. This is a message from Jesus who loves you. He called you to give your life to Him. He called you to open your heart and say yes to Him. He called you to give up the world and the things of this world that only bring heartache. That He can come and bless you with peace and joy and forgiveness. And this morning, He's here. He's here. He's here in the house. Listen, my dear friend, you might know about religion. You might have spent all your life in church. But have you ever accepted Jesus Christ? Have you ever prayed a prayer of forgiveness? A prayer of salvation is that Jesus, I'm a sinner. Come in. It's a simple thing. But if Jesus said, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. God loves you. He has a plan for you. But he can't, he can't bring that plan to flourishing because God is such a wonderful God. He will not. 
he, he will not impose himself on you, friend. He loves you. He's with you. But he can't help you until you say yes to him. And this morning, this is your opportunity to say, Jesus, I say yes to you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I confess you as the one who died on the cross for me. I receive you into my life, Lord Jesus. I take you. You see, that's, that's what he's waiting for. This morning, I would count it a privilege to pray that prayer with you. A prayer of redemption, a prayer of salvation, a prayer of forgiveness. That he could come. You see, you see, I know what you think. You say, well, Pastor, i got to get better first. got to take care. No, no, no. That, 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 that's a lie of the devil. He'll meet you just where you are. He'll come to you just where you are. And he'll take your sins away and make you a new person. Jesus is calling to you this morning, my dear friend. Don't wait. This is your moment. Now is the day of salvation. Now is your time for you to say yes to him and allow Jesus to come into your heart. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I'm going to ask in a moment if you'd like to pray that, that prayer of forgiveness to raise your hand and I'll lead you in that prayer. But how important it is, how important it is that you know that God in his mercy and his grace, you're here this morning, not by chance, not by accident, but God brought you here. This is the message he has to your heart. He loves you. He has a plan for you. He's waiting for you to receive him. So heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, if you've never confessed him as your Lord and Savior, if you've never prayed a prayer of forgiveness and would like to do that this morning, I'm asking you right now, slip up that hand. You're not doing it for me. You're doing it for Jesus. You're not receiving me. You're receiving Jesus Christ. Anyone here this morning, you want Jesus to come into your heart. You want Jesus to come into your life. Slip it up. Let him know. Yes, Jesus, I want you. Yes, Jesus, I want you. Anyone here this morning? Anyone here this morning? We'd like to receive Jesus Christ. Listen, today, now is the day of salvation. You might say, well, I got to get better first. But maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, a little further down the road. No, no, today, this is your moment. God is talking to you. What you hear in your heart is not me. It's the voice of God telling you that he loves you. He wants you to know him. Will you do it this morning? Anyone? Anyone that want to receive Jesus this morning? Lift up your hand that we can pray together. Anyone here this morning? Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Will you stand with me this morning, everyone standing to their feet? Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Can I challenge the church this morning? You know, there are thousands upon thousands of people outside the doors of this church that need Christ. You have neighbors, you have friends. You have relatives that need Jesus. In a moment, I'm going to pray over you that God will give you holy boldness to invite them to church next week. I'm not asking you to win 100 people, but I'm asking you to invite one. Can you say amen? Will you, and, and you know, you'd be surprised. Most people come to church when they're invited by somebody because they know something's missing in their lives. But many times, because of our culture, we back away from, no, be bold. I'm gonna pray that God is gonna give you a spirit of boldness to invite the people round about, round about. I see a good crowd here this morning. But as I was sitting in that chair, I'm gonna say, I I wonder what two services are gonna look like. I wonder if, what three services gonna look like. And I wonder what a, a new building that can seat hundreds upon hundreds would look like. You see, there's something here in this house that a lot of churches don't have. It's that wonderful presence of God. 
It's, it's like a, having a music box and you open it, it plays a musical tune. But it doesn't do anybody any good until you open it up and let it out. It doesn't do anybody any good until you share what God is doing in you, in your life, and in your church. Bow your heads with me. Reach, let's put up a hand to God in faith this morning. Let's put up a hand in faith this morning. Father, we raise our hands to you this morning in faith for holy boldness. Lord, that you will begin to cause us to go forth. And Lord, to share this wonderful, wonderful message of Jesus Christ. To share the testimony of how God reached down and lifted us up out of the miry clay. How God has healed us. How God has set us free. How God has met our every need. Father, give us holy boldness as you did in the early church that went forth and preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for your church. Lord, you've blessed us beyond words. And Father, now we're asking that you will bless us once again with the power, oh God, to go forth in the spirit and in the working of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we receive it by faith that all God's people said, amen and amen. God bless you, Pastor. Amen. Let us be seated. And we're just going to quickly, just maybe just 15 minutes of our renovation and some of the things we need to report. Let me say something to you, though, before we do that. Now, Brother Fogel talked about the King is within us. Jesus said, as I live by the Father, even so he that eateth of me shall live by me. I believe many of us have accepted the Lord, and probably everyone here has said yes to Jesus. But my question is, are you living in the fountain? Have you touched him? Does he flow through you? Do you have that peace, that joy? You belong to the king. Yes, Lord. You have his nature, his healing, his peace. But are you living in the world or are you living in him? You know, if you come to this church for any period of time, you'll find out that the message is pretty clear to know him and to make him known. You can't make known who you don't know. And you can be Christian in name, but you can leave those blessings in the storehouse of heaven. I want to ask you how many will say today, Lord, I want to abide. I want to be a fruit-bearing Christian. I want to experience the reality of Christ in my life. Help me will raise their hands for that. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we register our faith yes. that it's finished, that the victory is won, and that the victorious one lives in us, as we've heard today so clearly. And we pray that you'll bring every one of us into that place of union and fellowship and power in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray, won't you begin it in me and in every one of us for Jesus' sake.